What's up, Detroit? It's your girl, Lily, and you are now tuned in to Vibing in the D. Vibe with me on social media at Lily's underscore vibe. That's the at sign, L-E-L-E-S underscore V-I-B-E. If you would like to advertise on this podcast, email me at lilies.vibe at gmail.com. What I'm looking for are fashion designers, jewelry designers, MUAs, hairstylists, barbers, and more. Follow the Facebook page, Vibing in the D with Lily. Please subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google, and you can also download the Anchor app and search for Vibing in the D with Lily. What's up, Detroit? This is Lily. This is Vibing in the D. And I am sitting here with Dean Beans. What's up? Shit, being, being broke as hell. I know, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just want to say, first of all, I'm um, really excited to talk to you. Yeah? I, I'm a fan. You know, it'd be tripping me out when it, it still amazes me when people say that. Really? Yeah. Why? Yeah, I'm just a regular guy. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm a fan of, like, Morris Day and people like that. Mm-hmm. When somebody say fan of me, I look at it like there's no, it's no different degree of fanism. Right. So I'm nowhere near a Morris Day. Hey, you, you know what I'm saying? You need beans though. Yeah, you, that this swim, is bitch. <laughs> <laughs> so are you from Detroit? Hell yeah. West Side. What's side? Six Mile Illinois. Okay. Um, University District, born and just always been over there. Ever lived anywhere else? Uh, yeah, I lived in Kentucky. Uh, I lived in Texas. Um, what part of Texas? Colleen, Texas. Okay. But my whole family is from Dallas, though. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay. Whole family. I got a little country in me. I don't know if you can even tell, but. Mm. Yeah, I got a. Some people say I do. I got a little twang on me. <laughs> That's yeah. what's up. I played that to death. Yeah? I did. Wow. I did. I'm a, um, also a Lyft driver and an Uber driver. Oh. So when I'm in the car, cause I like to put, you know, put people up on Detroit artists and mm-hmm. stuff like that. So I'll be listening to you all the time. And um, I had it playing, and people was like, oh, I like that. Who is that? Wow. So it's like, you know. That's crazy. It's cool, though, you know. You, know, you, you, you never know. You know the tripped out thing. Like, I'll be, like, out and about. Mm-hmm. And uh, somebody will walk up to me and be like, oh, they amazing. And then start talking to me. Really? Full out conversation. And I'll be like, ooh, I don't know who this is. <laughs> 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 and and a lot of times it'd be somebody that I never really like officially met, mm-hmm. you know, or it might be somebody that somebody like you put them up on right. me, you know. I, I just don't be knowing. It'd be tripping me out sometimes. Yeah. And I'm like, somebody was probably in your car and was like, Yeah, I remember that name. I heard boom, boom, boom. You never know. You never know. You never know. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. The um the last time I saw you was at uh or well it's now called Aretha's Jazz Cafe. And I think yeah, Pierre Anthony was performing. Oh my God. That was a nightmare. <laughs> I got me. some footage of that too. Oh my God. <laughs> I was saying some dumb shit. But it was good. You were good. I mean, yeah, when I performed my songs, cool, but when yeah. I was just dialoguing, I was I don't know what I was on that that other day. <laughs> I think you had just went through some things. Yeah, probably. And uh you was talking about that. But you you you're you're good, you know. I'm like this man play instruments. He you know be rapping and singing and all this other stuff. So what is your professional title? Musically? Yeah. I'm an artist. Just that's, an artist. That's all I can say because I do so much. Yeah. For me to. For me to pinpoint one of those things I do would be to be disrespecting everything else I do. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Because I write, I produce, I'm a, I am rap. I, people say I sing. I don't like to say it. <laughs> yes, you'll hear me singing on the song, but yeah. I'm not no, like, Stephanie and Idea and Zania, right. Pierre, them singers, you right. know what I'm saying? I'm, I don't sing like that. Right. I can hold a tune. But for 
quote unquote I've seen. Mm-hmm. Um, I do artist development. I mentor young artists. Mm-hmm. Uh, I teach people the business. I teach people how to market. Um, I run. I hate to call it a label because mm-hmm. label leave a bad taste in everybody's mouth these days. Right. But um, I I have an entity that helps people put out their albums. Okay. And in, in, independently. And that's um, every music. That's every music. Yeah, every music is so much more than just a, a record label. Like mm-hmm. it's we're um, we're trying to build a an economy here okay. with Detroit music. Like I'm literally independently out of all of the independent labels, artists, producers, whatever you want to call them in the city. I'm literally the only person that pays people their royalties. Wow. Nobody else do. Wow. That's one of our biggest issues. That's 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 why we we um that's why we like look for the industry for our for our to be our savior. Mm-hmm. Because we don't see the industry in ourselves. Okay. Which we got producers, writers, people that do marketing, graphic designers, uh, videographers. Everything. We got everything yeah. that the industry has right here. Right. And but everybody that do all of these things is chasing people that's keeping them out. Wow. So you know my mission is to let people know that we have that here. At the, but at the end of the day, just like any movement, you can't just go out and say something and everybody just jump on it. You got to do it. Right. So that's what I'm doing with every. I, I got a real good team of people mm-hmm. that get it. I know they get it because I've seen them doing it on their own. They just need it, need a little help, a little polish, you know. Right. And um, once I proposed a plan to them, they all latched on. And, you know, think about it. At one moment, you never heard of every. And the next, everybody knows about it. Right, right. It's because of a plan, you right. know. So, yeah, we just lead by example. And, and uh, once we prove it, then everybody's just gonna come along. So right. yeah, that's what's going on. That's awesome. I'm long-winded sometimes. Hey, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. This is just a this is just a vibe session, you know. Word. As far as Stephanie Christian, so she just opened for Sheila E, right? Yeah. What was that like? Amazing. How bad? Amazing. I mean, but don't get me wrong. Like, and this is no no not to Sheila E because I, I love me some Sheila E. Right. She gave me a high five. I love it. Hey. <laughs> but shows of this magnitude mm-hmm. ain't nothing new. Okay. To to Steph. Okay. You know, a lot of us. It's just great to have the opportunity to, to work with these people. Right. You know, so, I mean, shoot. I did a show with Janelle one day. Did you? Mm-hmm. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, that's the show that got me... A little more popular in the city. Really? Yeah, I did that show. When was that? Uh, this was years ago. That's awesome. This was years ago. Um, it was right after I dropped the Cyber Pimp album, so you're probably talking 2011, maybe okay. 10, somewhere around there. Uh, it was right after she dropped her second album. Okay. With, with, with a tightrope on it. Okay. So, you know, she had blew up, but didn't blow, blow all the way off of the first project. Right. So when she had a, when Live Nations booked her, they, um, they, they only had two people that fit her genre. Right. That could open up for us, Monica Blair and me. Okay. Blair had a previous engagement already on that, that day. So they, so they came to me. Wow. And I was like, I don't think anybody even knows that she's coming. And um, I'm be honest with you, I had to um, I had to sell t- tickets. Did you? And that's something that I never do. Wow. I never do it. But sometimes you got to choose your battles and see how you can pimp a situation. Okay. You know what I'm saying? So I was like, okay, well, if I sell these tickets, can I promote this however I want to pr- pr- promote it? It was like, yeah. So I made my own flyers. Okay. I don't know if you remember, it was a picture of Janelle Monet in black and white. She's jumping, and it's a, it's a man in a white bodysuit and a music note jumping behind her. You ever what? seen that? I don't think I saw it. Well, yeah, it's a picture from back then. Well, I took a picture of me jumping with a guitar. 
what? put it in black and white, superimposed it, and I made my own flyer. And I was like, Ticketmaster, if you need a ticket, you got to come to me. Wow. So subconsciously in everybody's mind, they thought I threw the show. So I sold the tickets like that. It was nothing. Really? You know yeah. Sold the tickets like 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 that. And because I was promoting so much, mm-hmm. more people found out about the show. Okay. Show had a nice crowd. When I went on the stage, they was making noise for me like they was making noise for her. Way more noise for her. I, I can say that. <laughs> but because it it looked like I brought an artist here, which I didn't. I was just. You was promoting. Put, put in a good situation and promoted. Right. But pe- people actually bought the tickets from me. So right. it just, it worked out. And what was the venue? It was at St. Andrews. Okay. Yeah. Wow. And then we rocked the shit out of that crowd. Really? Oh, yeah. I, I got a lot of fans that, that night. That's awesome. Yeah, a lot of people come to me when they see me and they be like, man, I first found out about you at that Janelle Monet concert. And I'm like. See, I be telling people, like, sometimes you have to do shit. You have to do shit that you normally wouldn't do because it makes sense. You know, I sure sold them, 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 them tickets. And you said that was 2011? Somewhere around there, yeah. Okay, I was probably in Texas. Yeah, but you know, we, we ain't new yeah. to doing big crowds. Right. It's just every time we do one with a different celebrity, it's like, it's dope because... One, you get to get in front of an audience that might not know you. Right. And then two, you get to see how they do it. When I tell you, Sheila, he puts on a show. Really? Yeah. I don't know how people, you know, it's no not. Fuck, if they get offended, they get offended. I mean, like, I don't know how people enjoy the shows of today with these artists. Because they just putting on the track. They're doing their vocals over the vocals. They they didn't set up no kind of performance, no choreography, no not even nothing for the crowd to do. You know right. what I'm saying? Like it's they just up there. Yeah. I don't see how they enjoy that. All I ever see is this. The right. whole time. And I'm just like, it ain't nothing like seeing a whole ass band. Oh, man. You know? And and you know, it's funny like like the award shows and whatnot. Mm-hmm. You remember how Janet Jackson would open and, you know, they would like really put on a really big performance. Mm-hmm. And it's not, things are just not like that anymore. Nah, it's not. It ain't. I mean, let me, let me rephrase myself because I haven't seen any award shows in quite some time. I don't watch TV. <laughs> you don't? Mm-mm. Think about it. Any given time of the day, mm-hmm. you see me online. What what, what 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 am I doing? You are promoting. I'm grinding you, something. You working? You doing something? I might leave a statement because something happened and it just inspired yeah. me to say something. But I'm right back to grinding. Well, that's that's a, that's one that's one of the other things that I admire about you, is you are always working. Mm-hmm. You always doing your thing and and it's that's that's what you got to do to get out there. You know. Yeah, so, I don't think people realize that success is an obsession. If you ain't obsessed, it probably ain't gonna happen. Okay. It is an obsession. Like you have to be retardedly hungry for it. Stuck on it. You can't shake it. It's 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 like crack. Like <laughs> success is so crazy. Like if I go through a whole day. And I don't make one step forward towards something. Mm-hmm. I'm so pissed. Mm. I am mad. I'm. 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 I'm infuriated. I will stay up just so just so something can happen, so I can make something happen. Something, right. Something gotta happen. Like today, I went and did this little this little job. One 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 of my hustles. Mm-hmm. But that was something that was already set up, so I don't look at that as a step forward. That just pays some bills. And I needed something, because I'm renovating my house. I needed something from the house, but it was way out the way. Okay. And I'm like, okay, I know I'm doing an interview, interview today. Um, I got to work on staff stuff. I got to do this media kit. That's all regular stuff. Mm-hmm. 
I went out the way and I got that stuff for the house. Did you? And when I get home, after being blood, mad tired, I'm going to go and I'm going to put together all that stuff and I'm, I'm going to feel better. You know. So are you doing most of the renovations yourself? Hell no. <laughs> <laughs> I heard that. One thing you got to know is time management. Yeah. You know, now I bust down the wall real, real quick. Mm -hmm. You know, because I'm like, that don't, you know, I, like the last time I bust down the wall was some days ago. Something happened. I was pissed. I had about, I had about a half hour. <laughs> this wall got to come down anyway. I'm right. Take it out on the wall. Okay. Okay. Took the wall down, <laughs> and then the, all of the damn drywall and plaster on the floor. I was like, all right, I need to call somebody. To come get, <laughs> come this get shit it up. Because I ain't got time. I ain't got no more time. Right. Uh, I just somebody came by this morning and got all that stuff up. I'm like, all right, sweet, I'm wow. good now. So tell me something that um, I've I've been asking everybody on all of the podcast episodes. Mm -hmm. What's something in our local music community that you would like to see change? I would say they will want more support for artists. I don't, because there actually is. You know, if you look at the younger generation of hip-hop, although I don't like this stuff, mm -hmm. all the support in the world is playing on the radio all day. <laughs> you ain't lying. When you hear a car riding down the street, they bumping their stuff. Mm -hmm. You know, um, that's support. I wish that it was that kind of support with all of the genres here. Right. If it was that kind of support with all of the genres here and then somebody other like myself but, but that has a structure could structure all that man it would be such a, a much better place mm -hmm. but you know everybody is attracted to the dope boys because they're the ones who spend the money right and i just wish people wasn't such a slave to the bread because i mean now it's an influx of bad music there's too much bad music man. no instrumentation people ain't even on beat no more <laughs> I know, I heard it was a song that came on the radio the other day, and it's called Tatiana. Yeah. And that song blowing up. The beat and everything, I'm like, oh, this is cute. But then when you listen to the guy rapping, I'm like, what? I mean, it was not, it was no structure to it or nothing. It was just, you know. Yeah. I know. But it's it's popular. Yeah, it's that, hell. That's what's going on these days, you know? And I don't get it. You know, the 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 quality music that I grew up on, that's not what people are into. Mm-mm. Not at no all. More. Not no more. Um, but don't get me wrong, like, every generation hates the next generation. Oh, yeah. Well, my parents I say about two generations down the line. My parents used to be like, what is that crap yeah. you're listening to? Yeah, but I could just say on this, this go around. Yeah. Like, okay, even though my parents hated our music, we still had rhythm. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Like, all of the generations before all had rhythm. <laughs> This is some basic shit, you right. know what I'm saying? We could sing on key. <laughs> yep. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is science right here. Right. This new stuff, they're losing. The, the science doesn't apply. And that's what, that's what I don't understand. Like, y'all don't hear that that's a bad note. You don't, you can't tell that this person ain't on beat. You can't, you don't notice that this person's vocabulary is so slim. Mm that they make sure that every line says shit or bitch. I know, I don't understand that. I, I, I can't get with that one. So, you know, I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know. Like, the fucking talent level is terrible. Yeah. And somebody, somebody's like, man, if you try to do that kind of music, you couldn't do it. I'm sorry, but I can't. And better, and everybody I know that got bars that can rap and be on beat, if they rap that style, they'll do it way better. Mm -hmm. And can be talking about the same stuff. It's just, I don't know, man, that shit whack. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can go on and on about that shit. Right. That shit whack to me. Right. You know, I ain't knocking nobody because if they able to not 
do bad things and make some money, I applaud it. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, if what you're doing is poisoning minds, I can't applaud that. Right. right. And that's the part that I be straight on. Because I be like, man, listen to what these kids are we 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 can't negate the fact that what they saying they're actually doing. You know, when everybody when all them kids was waving guns in the damn camera all the time, they was getting shot the hell up. Yeah. Like rappers was falling out the sky mm. into a grave. Mm-hmm. So I don't I don't dig that. Yeah. I don't dig that that I don't dig that part at all. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm how sorry. did you how did you get started in music? Music? Yeah. Dancing. Really? I was a dancer. What? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, before I knew anything about a lyric, a note, or nothing, I knew about a dance stuff. What? You yeah. was jitting? Before jitting. <laughs> yeah, I was pop locking. Wow. Dancing, okay. And then when hip hop started to. Um, you know, when every rapper had to have two two dancers. Yeah. I wanted to be Scoop and Scrap. Okay. Behind Big Daddy Kane, I wanted to be that. <laughs> so, you know, when local rappers started to merge, started to emerge, I was the dancer behind them. You know, and um, well, actually, so I was dancing, doing break dancing, and then mm-hmm. I heard a kid down the street named Demetrius Patterson rap. Mm-hmm. I was in the sixth grade. Okay. So that's before I started dancing for the rappers. But sixth grade, Demetrius Patterson rapped, and he said a bar. He said, I figure that you can smoke like a cigarette. And how he made figure that a cigarette, Right. I was like, this is the dopest shit in the world. <laughs> I didn't, I thought that it was just those people on them songs that do this stuff. I didn't know that we do it too. Okay. You know, so... I started writing raps, like, we're going to be a rap group. Okay. I would say a rap for him. He was like, that shit is whack. (laughs) All right, man, I wrote another one. That shit is whack, too. Damn. (laughs) I want to be sweet, though. Right. So, a freaking, uh, a talent show, we had a talent show in the sixth grade, and I signed a little thing saying I'm going to try out for the talent show. Mm Mm-hmm. I went back to him. I was like, yo, let's do the talent show. Come on. He said, if you write a fresh rap, all right. So I'm writing, writing, writing. He kept telling me it was whack. The day of the talent show, I said a rap for him. He was like, that's fresh. Really? And I'm like, we're going to do the audition? He was like, I'm not doing it. I don't have nothing wrote. It's the day of. I'm like, I got to go by myself? Wow. Are you talking about <laughs> shy? Really? Uber When it comes to getting in front of a bunch of people and doing something okay. because I got a speech impediment. What? I stutter like Porky Pig. Really? Mm-hmm. You'll never hear it because I learned how to, I figured it out. As long as I think about what I'm saying first. Yeah. Nine times out of ten, I won't stutter. So I'm terribly nervous. And I get on stage. Of course, I didn't have a beat. So I'm doing the acapella, which made it even more spotlight on me, right? Right. I tried. I couldn't even get the words out because I was shaking and stuttering so bad. Oh, man. The teacher felt bad for me. She was like, we're going to put you on the show. Just make sure you get it together, all right? Wow. We're going to have some rehearsals. I can't even remember the teacher name. I wish I knew who who uh, who accepted, who, like, said go ahead. might have been Miss Taylor, the librarian. Anywho. What school was it? Bagley Elementary. Okay. So, did the rehearsals. I got a little more comfortable. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, when I get in front of them, like, it's an elementary school talent show. You but know you got the whole auditorium. A, it's going to be a whole audience yeah. full of people. You're right. So, I made everybody clap, and that was my uh, beat. Mm-hmm. And I'm doing, like, this <laughs> This is a rap about drugs and alcohol. <laughs> Don't use crack. You won't turn back. Using that stuff, you might get smacked. <laughs> <laughs> alcohol is junk. It'll get you drunk. Uh, if you're using the school, you'll end up getting flunked. You need an education in this good population. Some shit like that. Yeah. But it was, I mean, back then, though, right. it was like, oh, my God. <laughs> 
I did it all over like an encore. The whole uh -huh. crowd was, was cheering. And right then, boom, I was hooked. Really? Was and that hooked. was in the sixth grade? Sixth grade. Wow. I was hooked. I was so hooked because I was like the kid that was known for being poor, dusty, nappy hair, mm. cotton balls in his head, dirty birdie, not attractive at all. Wow. I got bullied, clowned. But when I got on that stage, I was the man. <laughs> When I went back to class the next day, uh -huh. he was like, oh, my God. Uh. Hooked. I would have been hooked, too. That, hooked. That makes sense. Yeah, it boosted my confidence, and, and, and it was something that I could do that nobody else could. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Now, when I got in junior high school, that's when I went back to dancing. Mm -hmm. Now I dance and I rap, you know okay. what I'm saying? And uh, I, I battled um, uh, Swift from D12. Really? Yeah, it was junior high school together. Okay. And back then, it's really funny. You know who Keith Murray is, right? Keith Murray? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay, so back then, this is before Keith Murray. We talking like okay. the 80s. Right. I was reading dictionaries and writing raps with all these big words. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So, it's really funny Years later, Keith Murray come out doing it, but I'm battling Swift. Swift tore my ass up in front of the whole gym class. Mm. Murdered me. It wasn't because I wasn't fresh. They didn't know what the hell I was saying. Oh, okay. You know, I'm using super big words right. back then. They're little words. Nah, nah, nah. Think, think about it. I'm saying shit like detrimental. And, but yeah, back then. But back then, I'm like. Kids like, what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so. um. He told me up and he was like, he pulled me inside and he said, man, you got to make sure they always know what you're talking about. Mm -hmm. So from then I started studying hip hop. I ain't no, no joke. I was like, Rakim, oh my God, I want to be Rakim. <laughs> he put syllables together that, you know, I was attracted to the syllables. Right. Making words that don't rhyme, rhyme. Like, how do you do that and make it make sense? So I'm studying and studying and studying, and I was like Rakim clone for a year. Really? Oh, man. Yeah. Move the crowd. Yeah. All day. And every time I heard a new rapper that I liked, I mimicked him. Okay. Fife. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I, I started, I mimicked his style. And more and more, I just started mimicking more and more rappers' styles, and I didn't realize that I was putting something in my memory bank to where I could bounce around from style to style to style to style to style to style to style. Okay. And that ended up being my style. So where these two bars would have this rhythm pattern, the next two would switch up, and the next two would switch up, and the next two would switch up. So you can't say, oh, he raps like this, because it's all over the place. Right. And yeah, I, but it all gelled together. All gelled together, and I just been in love with it ever since. That's awesome. That's a long ass story, isn't it? Man, that that's good. You never know. <laughs> you, you never know. I would have no clue. Um, so instruments. <sighs> instruments. What do you play? Technically, I would say nothing. <laughs> what? Yeah, I would say nothing. Um. It's interesting with me in music mm -hmm. because I never wanted to make a beat ever. Really? Mm -mm, I just want to rap. If it was up to me, I would just be rapping. Okay. But I would go to a producer and be like, oh, can I get a beat? But because my physical appearance never fit that of a superstar, they would be like, no. Are you serious? Yeah. 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 Like people will look at you and be like, mm, no. Regardless of your talent, wow. you know, that's why Puffy did a great thing when he had Big Biggie. Right. Because he didn't fit. You know what I'm saying? They always say, oh, man, he or she fit the image. Mm -hmm. I'd be like, man, I don't give a damn about that shit. Is they fresh? <laughs> He's always telling me no. So um, what I would do is uh, I would go to this record store called Buy Rights, and it was a, a a producer DJ named DJ Dez. Mm -hmm. He was Slum Village DJ. Okay. He worked at Buy Rights. 
he would let me borrow some records. I would take the records and I would go like six, seven miles away to the studio called Mo Master and I would give Mo the records and I would have him, because I didn't know how to work the buttons. Mm -hmm. I just knew what I wanted to hear. Okay. Take that part, loop that, take those drums, put that on there, take this part, loop that, and take that loop and do that. For some reason, I could hear it all in my head. Mm -hmm. He would put it together. And he put it together just like you said? Just like I said. He put it together just like I said. And, out, you know, years later, uh, you know, I went to the military and came back. When I came back, I used to go to this guy named Jack Frost. Okay. He's like a legend in Detroit hip-hop, you know. Okay. I'd have him do the same thing. But the funny thing is that I would have it in my head without even having the records. I would just remember these records. And I'm like, I know this will blend with this. Okay. And that would go with that. And I could take this piece from there and yada, yada, yada. So I would go to him. He had an MP. I'd give him the music. He would chop the parts up and put it together for me. And it would sound, it would be on key and everything. Wow. Back then, I didn't realize that that was some crazy shit. But, I mean, it just worked out. That's some talented shit. So, um, even then, I still didn't think I was a producer. Okay. I ended up meeting a producer named James Terry and another one named B-Key. And they was making beats and I was just writing raps. But it was like, that bitch just died on me, didn't it? Yeah. Yeah. But they, um, they, uh, B-Key was busy a lot. Mm-hmm. And James, I had to pay him. So I couldn't do it as often as shit was coming to my head. I couldn't, you know, I just couldn't. I had to save up. I was working in a salon. I was a single parent with three kids at the time. Mm -hmm. I just couldn't keep up with what my brain was doing. So one day I went over to James and I said, man, can I just pay you to teach me how to make a beat okay. on this thing? He showed me. I made the wackest beat ever. <laughs> but that bitch was so fresh to me. <laughs> I couldn't even write a rap to it. It was so whack. Wow. But, um, but, you know, I knew how to work that one box. It was, okay. a, it was an ASR um, X, this black box. I knew how to work it. Mm -hmm. And so another friend of mine, I don't know why he did it. His name is Logic. He came to my house with an ASRX Pro. Mm. I was like, here you go, pay me back for it. Really? Mm-hmm. So I paid him back month to month until it was paid off. Uh-huh. But the first week, I didn't go to sleep. You, I was you sampling, was... making beats, and just making all types of shit. I didn't go to sleep. He came over two days later. He said, man, you look fucked up. <laughs> you look like a fucking zombie. Go to sleep. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Because I had just been up making so Was beats. it like a determination to, to get that beat you wanted? I'm motivated by the word no. Okay. You tell me no, I'm, I need to make your yes not valuable. Okay. You know what I'm saying? So once somebody say no, that's like telling me I can't have something. Right. You know what I'm saying? And why am I asking you, can I have something? I'm going to go get it. Right. So... That's just how it always ended up being. I always ended up just going and getting it. I just, I just go get it. If you don't want to give it to me, psh, fuck y'all. <laughs> I'm gonna make your, I'm gonna make your yes, not even valuable. Okay. Because my yes is the most valuable. That's probably loud as hell. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and that's just, that's just, that's always been my, my motivation because I've been told no my whole life. Wow. Literally, like, no. No, 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 you can't have, you can't do, you ain't good at, you'll never be. No, 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 no. You know, and it's like, I don't know why I didn't end up like a lot of people where it just depresses them. It just pisses me off. It pisses me off and I'll be like, I'm going to have more than you. It fuels you. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, that's that's it. Tell me no. That's what's up. And I and so now I ended up making beats, and I ended up I was sampling. Okay. And I treated music like I treated rap, so I'm sampling literal yodel music, river dance music, mm -hmm. um, 
I had a CD that had ancient Tibet chants. Okay. I used to go to the uh, bookstore and go in the world section. Okay. And I would buy CDs out of there. So I would be listening to shit from, like tribal shit from all over. <laughs> wow. Jazz and country and rock. I was listening to everything and I was making hip hop out of this stuff. Wow. But like the rap, because I was sampling so much, I didn't realize that in my head, I was getting what makes what. If I want a country song, I know these are the rhythms, these are the instruments. If I want, if I want to make some uh, 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 tribal, not tribal, but ancient Chinese music, I know it's these instruments and these sounds and these rhythms. If I want to make Irish pub music, I know you need mainly acoustic guitar and bar environment sounds, and you have to sing it this way and this rhythm. Like I remembered all of this shit. Wow. And eventually the samples was crippling because what I hear in my head, the sample ain't doing. Okay. You can't make the sample do it right. in a lot of cases. You just can't. Like you are stuck with the notes you stuck with. Mm -hmm. And I'm hearing something else. So I got to a point to where I just kept not being satisfied with the music I was making because what I want is not there. And a lot mm -hmm. of times us producers, we'll, we'll make do with what we have. Mm -hmm. To me, what I had was telling me no. <laughs> there you go. What the fuck you mean I can't have this sound? <laughs> right. I want live streams. What you mean I can't get live streams? Why? Why I gotta use this fake keyboard string that don't sound like, it's, not, it's never gonna sound like what I want it to sound like. Right. No. Do, 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 do. Hey, how much y'all charge? How much y'all charge me to come over here and play something for me? And they will come over, and I do not know music theory at all. Zero. You ask me for a G, I'm gonna look at you. <laughs> like what is that? I don't. I don't even know where to go. I would have to turn on a tuner and look at it and hit the string until the tuner tell me G, and I say, okay, that's a G. Okay. I don't know shit. I failed music three times in elementary school. Wow. Music music teacher was like you. Music probably ain't for you. That was another no though. Yeah, well, I guess that was. <laughs> but so when these people that play music and they know the theory, they come over and they're like, "What you want me to play?" And I'll sing it. Mm -hmm. And they're like, "No, like what note is that?" I was like, "Oh, this is all I got." I'm gonna sing you exactly what I want you to play. Mm -hmm. And it turned into a thing to where I'll sit down and I have it in my head, I'll sing it out loud and I'll pick up any instrument and I'll keep hitting keys until I find what I sung. Mm -hmm. And once I find what I sung, I try to find the easiest way for me to maneuver my fingers to make that sound. Okay. And I record it real quick before I forget it. Wow. And that's how I make the music. And then if I don't think it's good enough, sometimes I'll be like, it's great. If I don't think it's good enough, I'll hire somebody else mm -hmm. to come over, play it for them, say, play this better. Wow. And they'll play it better. And that's just how it is. So, yeah, I can get on a piano and do some shit. And you be like, oh, he plays piano. I do not play piano. Okay. I could pick up a bass. -doo 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 -doo. I don't play bass. Guitar, same thing. I can get on some drums and... <laughs> I don't play drums. Okay. I'm about to buy a little uh, pocket trumpet. It's a trumpet about this big mm -hmm. because I'm tired of the computer horn sounds. I want real. I want the real sound. Right. Because it's it's very limited on the um, yeah the different programs. Yeah. So yeah, that's it. Like all the musicians that know me, some of them call me a genius. I I don't claim it, but I guess because I don't know the theory. I break a lot of rules mm -hmm. of the theory and they be like, I don't even know how this sounds right, but it does. This is, and so many of them have said, don't learn theory. Cause if you learn it, you're gonna lose this. Mm. So I just make whatever comes to mind. Wow, that's amazing.
Saturday, March 9th, 2019, from 8 p.m. to midnight at Aretha's Jazz Cafe, located at 350 Madison Street, inside the Music Hall. Join Jervis Canty and Friends for Saturday Night Live. Featured artists include Angela Davis, Sierra Renee, Katrina Storm, Nikki Geo Black, and Pierre Anthony. Tickets only $15. Go to eventbrite.com. They will sell out fast. Vendor spaces may still be available, so please inbox Jervis Canty for more information. Or you can email him at jerviscantyentertainment at gmail.com. Sit your normal ass down. about Swimbish. How did that come about? Um, when I first started on this album, I knew I wanted, um, I wanted it to be a musical experience. I was gonna do everything live, actually. Hmm. Yeah, I was gonna do the whole thing live. But even in live music, there are limitations. Okay. So I love the sound of both mashed together. Mm-hmm. And uh, what came out? Happy came out. And I was like, oh, the old Motown sound. <laughs> what rapper's done that? No rapper has done it. So I immediately made Swimbish after, after Happy. Really? But I wouldn't put it out because Happy was out. Okay. I was like, I'm just going to hold on to it. I'm not even worried about it. This is going to last. It's going to last. So I held on to that song for about four years, maybe wow. five. Wow. I held on to it because Happy had to die down and go away. Right. You know, and all the other people that I was doing the Motown sound, that shit had to die down and go away. Like, just because you got a dope song don't mean it got to be out. Last thing I wanted to look like is me biting for real. Right. It had to stand alone. So, I mean, and I, when I tell you I made the song and shot the video back then mm -hmm. and just sat on it. Wow. And just waited and waited and waited and waited and waited and waited. I actually wish that I waited till this year to put it out. Hmm. You know, I probably can still just re-release it, but yeah. You can. Yes. Yeah, the song, I just wanted to, rappers wasn't talking, about, rappers wasn't making people smile. Yeah. It wasn't and that fun. Song, that, that song is fun. It's a fun joint. Unfortunately, though, through the course of putting this album together, the rest of the album went a whole different direction. Really? Yeah, yeah, like, it's really good music on this project. Every time I make a fun song, it don't fit it. And I'm not saying the songs is all dreary and, mm -hmm. like, they, they feel good, but just goofy fun. Mm -hmm. Like, every time I make one, it don't fit it. Mm. It just don't. So that's why I just went on ahead and put out Swim Bish, because it probably ain't going to be on the album. Okay. When is your album coming out? This year. Cool. I'm trying to do it before the summer. How many tracks on it? A lot. Really? I've been working on it for over for six years. Wow. Yeah. Six years I've been working on this album. And I, and I actually I recorded the last joint like a month or two ago. What? Yeah. So you looking like for a summer summer release or something like that? All summer. All summer. Okay. Yeah. The way it rolls out is going to be pretty interesting because... Uh, I can't wait. If you don't pay for it all up front, you got to wait for piece by piece. Okay. To come out. But yeah. And is it is it going to be like on all digital media? Yes. Yes. But if you come to me, you can get it all at one time. Uh, I'm, I'm doing that. Yeah. 
I'm gonna do that. Yeah, that's another thing. Like industry tells you that you have to go through them to be successful in music. The fuck did you just tell me? Right. No, not everything y'all got. I'm gonna have. What y'all got? Okay. Website. I learned how to make a website. Boom. Now I'm always gonna have a website. I'm never gonna, never not gonna have one because right. I know how to do it. I don't want to be a web designer. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah. Well, I create my own shit. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying I'm not going to use the digital platforms because mm-hmm. you got consumers that just, they're not going to not use Apple yeah. Music and come to me. They're just not going to do it. So, okay, that's there for y'all. But So from your website, people will be able to get your project? Mm-hmm. Okay. Be able to get the whole project and all the extra shit that ain't on the, the digital ah, medias. That's what's up. Do you see, that's the thing. Bonuses. Yeah. yeah. So you put that stuff on there if you just want to go ahead. Right. If you want all the extra stuff that I'm going to give you, give people, you got to come to me. Okay. I don't care about that billboard shit and all of that because at the end of the day, if I'm making the money, do I? Right. I don't care. Right. Yeah, I don't care. So what is your website? Everymusic.com. Okay. Yeah. You hear that, everybody? Everymusic.com. E-V-R-Y-Music.com. Okay. Now, are are there all all the other artists you work with are on there, too? If they ain't on there, I don't work with them. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I'm I'm very, um, I'm an asshole. (laughs) Okay. Honesty. Okay. Um. I'm an asshole, but my intentions is always for the artist to to grow and flourish. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I do them the same way. Like, if you ever notice, it's always a deluxe version of the album. Mm-hmm. That deluxe version is on my site. Okay. So you get more songs when you right. come to me. But there's an album on there on, on iTunes and all the other stuff. Right, I did notice that. Yeah. And then later on, I'll put the deluxe on on iTunes, but no, at first. Because that's how I was with um. I did with, Pierre. With Pierre, Pierre. Because mm-hmm. I was like, oh, man. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Y'all. You, you have to tell people to come to you. Yeah. What sense do it make? You right here, right? Right. Right in front of me, in the flesh. Right. And you say, I want your album. And I tell you to go around the corner to somebody else's store to get it. That's whack. You're right here. Why am I not giving it to you? Right. You see what I'm saying? So, anyway, somebody want my album, if you want it right now, I can get it to you. I'm going to swipe your motherfucking card. I'm going to send you a link. <laughs> right. Or if I got a physical in my pocket, I'm going to hand that to you. You know, like, no, I'm not about to tell you, check out my, go to my YouTube or my SoundCloud. No. I'm, I'm giving it to you. Right. I don't think people really... I don't think they get it. They think that they have to be on the platforms to be successful, but in all actuality, the platforms are successful because you're on it. Exactly. I don't think people think about that one. They don't. They make more money off of independent artists trying than they do the actual artists that are quote-unquote on and doing it. They make more money off of us. Wow. So will you have physical copies of your project? Kinda sorta. <laughs> You'll have some or something like that. Okay, so this is what I'm trying to do. I'm not gonna say I'm gonna do it because I hate saying I'm gonna do it and don't do it. Right. I'm like a third done. I'm actually releasing a book. I'm trying to release a book. Okay. <clears throat> the book is called Album Art because everything that has to do with making an album is art. Right. People only show people the finished product. What about everything else? Like, I literally went to Europe and just backpacked across Europe to get inspired to make this album. Wow. Why ain't that a part of Why that story ain't a part of the album? Okay. You see what I'm saying? Right. So the book, if I can get it done is all of the stories of every song. Wow. 
every song and then every so often I'll just take a day and go around and take pictures and stuff. Stuff I think is artsy, so it's gonna be pictures in there and it's gonna be stories of all of these songs. Sometimes it's the story of when we was in the studio and this is what happened. Sometimes it's the story that inspired the song. Okay. You know, just whatever whatever story it is, for all the songs in the book. Wow. I wrote a third of it in one day. Wow. I was just on the roll, just. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna be done quick and then. Poof, fuck, I'm tired. <laughs> so hopefully I can get it done. Um, I already priced out printing it. So if you buy the book, you get a download from the site of the entire project. Okay. The project is three albums. Wow. Which. Each three albums is like enough songs to be two albums, you wow. know. I might do four because something else popped in my head, but I ain't 100% sure on that. But right. for sure, it's, it's already three. Wow. So you get all of the albums, you get the book, you get stories. It's, it's, it's some stories of my life in there. Like That sounds interesting as hell. Yeah. Yeah, it's, you know, just selling CDs ain't, ain't enough these days. Right. You know? Um, and uh, I, so I haven't decided if I'm going to actually make physical CDs because my car don't have a CD player in it, you know. Yeah, most cars don't. Not not these and, new and ones. And most people's homes and newer computers don't have yeah. not the thing anymore. Yeah, you know, everybody's playing shit off their phone now. Mm -hmm. So um, I'm not 100% sure if I'm going to make CDs. I know later on I'm going to make vinyl. Because mm. I want to make collector's items. Okay. Like, this album is a very important album. Like, when you hear it, like, before you leave, I play you a couple joints. Okay. But this album is, like, musically, I'm not, I'm not going to say nobody has done this before. I haven't heard it. But nobody in Detroit has never done this kind of shit before. Like, okay. Like, like uh, it's. I was very anal about this album, so yeah. If if you don't buy the book, and you just want to do the digital platforms, you gotta wait every month for one of the projects to come out. I just want the whole thing. It's a whole <laughs> lot. It's that a whole sounds lot. dope. A lot of people playing instruments on this joint. Really? Yeah, a lot of people playing instruments. Um, a lot of influence on vocals. A lot of songs was trashed and made over again. Mm-hmm. Mixed four, five, six times over. And you said six years? Six years I worked on this project. Wow. And my fucking reject box is full of songs. Like songs that I cut out. Mm-hmm. Tons of them. Some of them. Some of those songs, I love the music so much, I'm just going to let the music play. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I was thinking, I was really thinking about putting out an instrumental album with it. Really? Yeah. So, if it, it feels, if it is four albums, that's the fourth one. Okay. It's just instrumentals, and it'll probably be the rejects. Wow. Yeah. And they are very musical rejects. Wow. You have a title for it? The album? Yeah. It's called Album Art, but every okay, album, so the, every album has a, a different name. Okay. So, um... First album. I is heard called, you say that, but I thought that was the book, just the book's name. No, nah, it's the album too. Okay. So the first album is album art, mm -hmm. and the subtitle is Go G O G H. Okay. Uh, from Van Van Gogh. Van Gogh. Because okay. that's where the inspiration came from. Wow. Like after I hit the museum. How long were you there? In Amsterdam. Yeah. Well, in Europe, uh, I was there for like a couple weeks. Okay. Yeah, I was there for a couple weeks. The second that was the second time I went over there. First time I went because I had shows. I was touring. The second mm -hmm. time I went, strictly vacation with my lady mm -hmm. and to get inspired because I kept making shit like I had made before. Okay. And I was like, no, I need to go somewhere else. Mm -hmm. And for whatever reason, that trip helped me get it all together. Wow. Yeah, so the first one's called Go. Mm -hmm. The second one is called Bunker. Okay. And once you read the book, you'll you'll see it's it's a story of 
you you probably see me online every now and again. I'll mm -hmm. just say bunker. Okay. And for those who I've told the story to, they know exactly what I'm saying. They know exactly what I mean. And some people will just answer back bunker. They know exactly what I'm talking about. It's it's like, I'm not gonna tell the story, but it's all about completing your uh, mission. Okay. Yeah, I was in the military once, so it's a whole I, story. I figured that was something to do with yeah. that. The third album is called Shoes. Okay. Um, Go is a very artsy album. Um, it's artsy and it deals with a lot of subjects that people don't really talk about, but it's in an artsy way. Okay. Bunker deals with a lot of the reality for us black folks. Okay. Uh, like the reality of a lot of shit. You know, it's not no conscious rap black power album. I hate when people just say, oh, we are a beautiful people. We kings and queens. Oh, fuck all that shit. <laughs> no, this is what you need to know. This is what's going on, mm -hmm. you know, and that's just that, you know. So it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a real ass album. Okay. And then Shoes is actually about love and relationships. Okay. Okay. And... Once again, if you read the book, it's a shoe analogy that I give people when they go through a bad relationship mm -hmm. and they might be venting to me. I say, look, let me explain to you about shoes. And when I explain to them about shoes, they get a better understanding of their relationship. Mm. Like a much better understanding of that relationship and they don't feel as bad. Wow. Yeah. So that album is called Shoes About Love and Relationships. The instrumental, um, if I do the instrumental album, I don't know what to call it yet. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what to call it yet. Wow, that's awesome. I'm excited. Oh, me too. I can't wait till that come out. I can't wait for DJ Equi to stop fucking with me. Do you, <laughs> do you be seeing him online? Yeah. He been fucking with me for months. <laughs> like, this album's never coming out. Fuck you. <laughs> I'm going to get him off my back. Wow. Matter of fact, I normally do like a ride-along. Uh-huh. Every time I put out an album or anybody's album, okay. I do a ride-along. I go pick up somebody, mm -hmm. and I'll take them for a long drive and just play them out and just see how it goes. The, the first person I took on a ride-along was uh, Ellie Sansa San Diego. Mm -hmm. You heard her? Mm-mm. Really? You need to check her music out. Ellie San Diego. She's dope. Okay. Yeah, I took her for a ride along when I put out um, Inspiration. And then I took uh, a young lady named Ashley on the, uh, on a ride along when I put out um, One Born Saturday Night. Mm -hmm. uh, when I did, who did I take for Ideas album? I don't remember, but I always take somebody on the ride. I'm gonna take Equad on the ride. When you when you done, the album's done. Okay. Yeah, okay. it's all done. It's all done. I just the only reason reason why it's not out is because of the book. Okay. I got to finish the book. Finish this book, man. Yeah, the book is really good. It's it's very enlightening. Like, like you know, you ever wonder like. When Prince made 1999, mm -hmm. how did that even happen? Right. All of these songs we love, how did it happen? They weren't just sitting there. I wonder that about all songs. Yes. I always have, like, how did they get to this point and what made them talk about this? And Exactly. So back in the days, we used to look forward to the liner notes because it gave you the credits. I used to love liner notes. But this is liner notes. Nothing on, like this that. This is nowadays. liner notes on crack. Really? Because you get the story of every song. Yeah. Like, no, nah, you get the lyrics. The lyrics is in there. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So first you got the credits, then it's the story, then it's the lyrics. Wow. So it's crazy. You read you read the story and then you listen to the song. And while you're listening to the song, you're you reading read the lyrics the as it's going along, and you it gives you a totally different experience. A totally different experience. Yeah, liner notes was my thing. Mm-hmm. I used to 
I used to be mad if I got something and it had, you know, you open the CD or the, the cassette. Mm-hmm. And, it and wasn't much in there. you thinking it's in there, and then you open it and it's really nothing. Mm-hmm. I used to be so mad. I used to be so mad. Yep. Yes, yes. And so. and nowadays you don't get that at all. You don't get liner notes at all. No, you just get an album cover. You barely get that half the time. And they just be like cover, <laughs> right? <laughs> Selfie cover, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. This one, like, this is. I don't want to say bring it back because it's not. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of times people be like, "Man, we need to bring this back, bring that back." Like, no, nah, I'm just, I'm just adding on and, and making something different that people ain't doing. Cause like the Barge and Prince and all of them, they used to have. You buy their album, it would be. Yeah, but even when you get those albums, you never get the story of the songs. No. It's great stories why people have made. Like we had to wait. 20 years to find out why they wrote Fuck Up the Police? I know, right? 20 years? Like, it was a, it was something that happened right then and there that made this, that inspired the song. We just found out. Right. That's crazy. That's crazy. So, you know, I feel like when you put out an album, you have to do something that everybody ain't doing. Right. And that's what I'm doing. I actually hadn't even sprung it out that that's what I'm doing to nobody. So you like the first person. Ah, exclusive. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but that's what I'm trying to do. Okay. I'm trying my hardest. It's just I be doing so much. It's it's really hard. To I get feel like done. cutting this off now and leaving it so you can go and do that book. Uh, it'll be all right. It's, it's, it's going to get done. Yeah. It's just that's what I just up. learned publicly not to say it mm-hmm. unless it's done. Right. The three right. albums, done. Done, done. Right. And the mother's is done. But the, um, the book, ugh, so much to it. Man. So much to it. That's what's up. And hopefully, um, no, I'm not going to give it all away. Like the release of it. Mm-hmm. If I can do what I want to do. Oh, that'll be nice. Yeah, I'm taking, I'm just trying to do something ain't nobody did before. Like, I think that in today's day and age, the way you put out the album is the art now. Right. The art, the album's dope, you know, that's cool, but the experience is how you put it out. Mm-hmm. And especially in the day and age where everybody's just saying, hey, y'all, my album's out now, and that's it. Right, right. To me, that leaves you so much room to just sky over everybody. Right. So that's, that's, that's what I'm on. That's what's up. So what's this you're working on? This is a media kit for um, a curator who um, travels and do these talks. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, just like a, a musical artist, they'll ask you for your media kit. Well, we, we uh, call them um, press, not press kits, EPKs. Okay. Media kit, EPK, all the same thing. And so I dress them up real nice for folks. So what is that, kind of like a resume? It's like a resume. It has your bio, your press release, your resume, your contacts, links to press, mm-hmm. uh, promotional pictures. Uh, yeah, everything is in the, the one PDF. Now, a lot of people, they'll go to some website and get them an EPK made. Mm-hmm. I just make them, you know. Okay. Yeah, so this is one of my hustles. I make EPKs for folks. That's what's up. Well, thank you again. I appreciate it. I've enjoyed it. And I'm looking forward to everything that you do. You're very welcome. Anytime. All right. Do you do social media? What you mean? You see me on social media. I know, media. but I mean, like, are you like, you know, do you like people to follow you and stuff like that? Oh, yeah, follow me. Okay. What's, yeah. what's, what's, what's your. Everything is I am Dean Beans. Okay. Yeah, no matter where you go, just look for I am Dean Beans and uh-huh. you got me. Okay. And then the website again is. Every Music, E V R Y Music.com. Okay, so y'all hear that? Follow him, check him out, and this project coming out. Yeah. You gonna want that? Oh yeah. You gonna want that? If you if you are a lover of art and music, this is a project you definitely want to um, get your hands on. That's what's up. Definitely.
So I must say, I really, really enjoyed talking to Dean Beans. He is formerly known as I Am Cool Beans, if you're not familiar. Uh, He has artists under him uh, by the name of Pierre Anthony, Idea, DeLorean, and Stephanie Christian, who is coming out with a new project next month. And you can pre-order that. You can go to everymusic.com. That is E-V-R-Y music.com. E-V-R-Y-M-U-S-I-C.com. And check out the artist on there. Check out the content on that website. And check out Dean Beans because he's coming at us with something amazing. I appreciate everybody for listening. Uh, this is a little late. It's usually on Thursdays. It's Friday. I'm thinking about being, uh, being a Friday release going forward. I don't know for sure, but again, I thank everybody for tuning in. If you're listening to this, share it, let everybody know, tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend. And in the meantime, in between time, catch me out vibing.